Giannis went to New York to get that wrist checked out and the news coming back is probably better than expected. It looks like Giannis isn't going to be out for a, a long, long-term period and certainly there hasn't been the word that no one wanted to hear surgery. So a pretty good day on that front. The Bucks also made a roster move. Myers Leonard joining the Bucks. We're going to discuss all this. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Monday to Friday, and also find my other stuff over at ESPN. Alongside me, the founder of BrewHoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden, for today's episode that's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. As always, we start the show by thanking everyone for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or first listen of every single day. Uh, we keep saying it, but we're loving the growth, whether it's the audio platform or the YouTube stuff. And the YouTube stuff in the comment section is where people are going crazy. And I suspect it's only going to get a little more busy and the takes will be flying uh, on the road to the postseason. And certainly there was a mix of concern and a mix of optimism from Bucks fans after our show yesterday when the news came through that Giannis was going to New York. So we appreciate everyone that gets uh, involved in the show and engaged. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. You can do it for free and it really helps us. So we appreciate it. But not often this happens, Frank. We've podcasted hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times together. And there's usually the way it goes is you finish the podcast and then you drop some news. But we got the news late in the podcast that Giannis was going to New York to see a specialist or get a second opinion or further advice on this right wrist. For obvious reasons, there was concerns. Uh, Shams came through and said that uh, essentially it's sore. When it's no longer sore, he's going to play. Woj came through and said that there is some ligament sprains there, but once the swelling goes down, uh, it looks like he'll be good to go. So I say this with some caution, but it feels like this is this is great news. What you didn't want to hear was hearing that there was going to be surgery, that it was going to be two months on the sidelines, and you were potentially facing a race against time for the postseason. Yeah, I think in the grand scheme of potential outcomes, you know, obviously everyone would have loved to hear, you know, on Friday that <laughs> it was just yes. like a he'll take a few days off and yeah. hopefully be back by the time the the league restarts after the All Star break. That would have been obviously our, our dream scenario, but we'll see what this actually ends up being. Is it, you know, one week that the timing obviously is good of the all-star break because we get a week off without having to um, miss any games. But then is it another week beyond that? Is it a couple weeks? We don't really know. Um, I mean, I think like, you know, there was some, again, sort of like typical like uh, injury report stuff that came out from, you know, some of the Twitter doctors like actual Twitter doctors, not, not not random people on Twitter looking up a WebMD. But I think there was some indication, you know, like a, a grade one sprain sprain uh, would be, I think, like a couple weeks. Grade two could be four to five weeks, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, so again, something in that time frame. Obviously, we are used to 
being spoiled by Giannis, just seeming to have this uh, Wolverine type uh, recovery ability. So uh, on the one hand, you always feel like Giannis is going to come back sooner rather than later relative to other mere mortals. Uh, but I would also expect the Bucks are you're not going to risk anything trying to bring him back too early. And again, I say that like, what is his, you know, likelihood of re-injury if he comes back, you know, after two weeks versus three weeks? No idea, right? I don't, I don't think any of us can really claim to know much about that. We haven't really heard a lot of specifics on uh, the nature of the actual injury, but you know, it appears that he avoided, you know, an outright tear of whatever wrist ligament this could have been. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, as you said, eight weeks is the amount of time we have until the playoffs. So. Uh, not a ton of time and it would have been obviously very concerning if you had heard that he's needing to go under the knife and, and was going to be out for, again, for the sake of argument, call it six to eight weeks or something, because not only is it the question of, okay, you know, race against the clock to be ready for the playoffs. I think he would have been ready for the playoffs in that type of scenario. Uh, but what do the bucks look like in that time period? And I mean, looking at this team, I don't want the bucks to fall to fourth. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, you know, I would, I would like to ideal. I mean, again, let's get greedy for a minute, right? Obviously you, ideal scenario. You could somehow win the, take the, take the first seed. I think with Giannis, if he's out, uh, even just a week or two, I think the odds of doing that go down significantly, uh, given the fact that you, you've been chasing the Celtics all year. And even if you're even in the win columns, um, it's, I think it's just going to be hard. I think the Celtics are a little better set up as a regular season team. Um, and, you know, we still have this kind of Chris Middleton thing hanging out there with obviously him missing the last game for the all-star break as well. So, uh, so yeah, I think missing, you know, six to eight weeks, you worry about seeding and I don't know people can say like, well, all that really matters is these guys are healthy come the playoffs. We know that's of like the most importance. Uh, but the flip side is, as we saw last year, if you don't kind of mind the seeding question, then all of a sudden, you know, you're in the second round and don't have home court and you're playing a really good team and your degree of difficulty is just necessarily higher. So, um, yes, minimizing Giannis's uh, absence is always the best thing. It's the best thing, obviously, for our mental health as fans who like to see our best players healthy and not injured. It's best for this team as they battle for seeding in a very competitive Eastern Conference. And, you know, again, not that, Giannis's MVP case is of the utmost importance here. Um, I don't think he, you know, was the front runner by any stretch, although he had clearly made uh, a bit of a charge here over the past month or so to, uh, you know, give voters something to think about uh, with, with Nikola Jokic sort of running away with the sort of the statistical um, and advanced metrics um, kind of race uh, for, for MVP, but between him and, and Embiid, and Giannis, I think much like last year, it was shaping up to be a really interesting, um, you know, kind of sprint to the finish line over the past, over the next couple months. Uh, obviously, any time missed reduces the likelihood of, of Giannis or anybody else uh, potentially winning that award. But, you know, to me, that's probably the least important piece of all this. You know, the most important thing to me is obviously just getting all these guys healthy and, and ready for the playoffs. And then the second order question is, is, you know, being healthy enough that you can make a run at as high a seat as possible. So yeah, grand scheme of, you know, best case, worst case outcomes, I think we'll take it, but it's also still a little bit weird because as you said, I mean, not a lot of clarity as far as the actual timeline here, you know, 
Is it a week beyond this week? Is it two weeks? Is it three weeks? You know, none of us really know. And kind of the the guidance that we did see was obviously non-committal and suggesting, well, we based on you know, the swelling and and how quickly you know recovers, sort of just monitoring it and, and figuring out how the healing process is like. So, of course, we will expect Giannis will be on the faster end of the healing timeline, but uh, we also know the Bucks will probably not take any chances with him either. I've got a couple more questions on Giannis for you, but you mentioned the MVP. So while you did that, we may as well uh, strike while the iron's hot and talk about our friends over at FanDuel, uh, which as we know by now, uh, it is the perfect time to download the FanDuel app, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win, which still rattles me. If your first bet doesn't win, you can win up to $1,000 in bonus bets. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to threes drained. And you can also bet on the NBA MVP. And Giannis has just drifted out a little bit. I think that's probably to be expected. I thought we were virtually looking at a two-horse race with Nikola Jokic and Giannis. But Giannis is now the third favorite, according to FanDuel. So maybe you see some value there if you think he's only going to miss a couple of games. Jokic at minus 240, Joel Embiid at plus 600, then Giannis at plus 700. So you can check that out at the FanDuel uh, website or also on the FanDuel app. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. You can learn more there. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So clearly, we would prefer to be a little bit more optimistic about this. And I was definitely happy when I saw those results. Do not get me wrong. But we have seen in the past, you know, Chris Milton last year played through with wrist injuries. So what does it mean long-term or after the season? Who knows? Maybe they've determined that there is there is nothing to be done now. That maybe it's a postseason thing that happens. You also just hope, as you pointed to, that there's no further aggravation here. But you mentioned Chris Milton missing the last game. I had a few people whether it was on YouTube or just on Twitter, sort of reaching out and saying that they were kind of annoyed that he even played that last game. It's an interesting conversation, and it's always one of those things that you're going to sit back and say, well, if he doesn't play and the Bucs lose the game, fans are bad because the winning streak is no longer a thing. You've got one more game leading into the All-Star break. Do you care about that at all? Did you, did you, did you go into that game thinking, gee, I wish Giannis wasn't playing, rest some guys into the break? Sometimes I, I, I feel like I've seen this sentiment a, a bit on Twitter where, you know, if it comes out that the opponent's best player or something like that is not playing. Then it immediately becomes this like race to like, like, Oh, the Bucks shouldn't play any of their dudes and, you know, get, mm. get a rest or whatever. And I don't know. I mean, look, I, obviously the, 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 the big prize here is an NBA championship and you have to be mindful of, you know, managing guys throughout the season and all that. Um, that said, like, the idea, I, I, I'm trying, trying to remember which game it was, but I think it was, it was, it was a, there was one, and this is where it was a home game, and some, some team, I forget, I'm trying to remember which, which team it was. Um, it was not that long ago, but basically they were resting kind of key guys um, in Milwaukee, and I saw just a couple of references like, oh, well, might as well just sit Giannis and whatever. And part of me is like, I mean, the goal is not to, <laughs> the goal of the regular season is not to, like, you know rest Giannis whenever you can and try to scratch out a win. I mean, 
you know, especially like thinking about it just from a practical perspective, we talk about load management and like the product and what it means for fans. I mean, if the other team is going to, is going to rest dudes and Giannis is like healthy and able to play, like, why would, I mean, why would you rest him at home? You know, if it's not a back-to-back or something like that, like don't, don't screw over your own fans just because the other team is resting guys. You know, to me, it's like, you know, it's like the Boston thing, right? Where I think that was one example where it's like, Oh, they're resting, they're ducking Giannis, whatever, maybe rest Giannis. And it's like, I mean, first off, I think we saw like the Bucks needed to play Giannis because <laughs> you can't just take any of these games for granted. Um, you know, that Celtics game being an example. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's there's obviously a um, a logic to the way the Bucks try to manage his his body, and and the same goes for for Chris Middleton in particular. You know, they've been fortunate. Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give them the benefit of the doubt that the reason those guys have not been rested nearly as much is because they've just been feeling really good, and they haven't felt like they had to do that. Um, but that said, you know, if you can give like Brooke Lopez a few more you know, reduce his minutes a little bit the rest of the way, given he's been playing 30 minutes, the most that he's played since coming to the Bucks in terms of, in terms of per game basis. Um, I would be totally fine with, you know, cutting back on his minutes a little bit, but you know, again, in the grand scheme of things, like if Giannis is healthy and given where the Bucks are and it's not like a back-to-back situation, I mean, play him, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think if it's like the last weekend of the season, and there's nothing to play for. Uh, sure, you know, rest them, right? Don't risk anything for the playoffs. But we're still two months before, you know, the 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 playoffs start. Uh, and going into the All Star break, obviously the team had been playing really well. Yes, Demar Derozan wasn't playing, but you've lost to the Bulls twice already this year. <laughs> Can't really take anything for granted. So, yeah, I mean, if Giannis is feeling good, and it was a regular rest scenario as well, they'd had a, a, a day off. Um, I'm totally fine with with them playing healthy players, including your superstar, because I I do think the regular season should still matter, and I think seeding does matter to some extent. So I, I had no real beef with it. Again, if he'd been like carrying a wrist injury into that game, and then he hurts the wrist injury, or hits hurts the wrist, then I can see the argument for, well, why were you risking anything? But uh, but again, if a guy's pretty much healthy, then just play him. And you know, again, I I think part of it's also just comes down to me feeling like, you know, you're in the day, you're a product and, you know, whether obviously the, the, the fans who pay a lot of money for tickets are the main people that we think about when we talk about that, but, you know, also just people tuning in at home, right. Um, do you think it's fun being a fan watching the Clippers on TV all year, right. With how much kind of load management that they do I'm like, no, I don't, I don't think people have fun with that either. So, uh, so yeah, I don't, I didn't really have any problem with it. Um, obviously just an unfortunate thing, but I mean, again, it's basketball stuff happens and we're used to Giannis being able to play through stuff. Normally he'll like sprain and, you know, turn his ankle and then he'll just keep playing. And then he might miss like the next game when he gets hurt in game. It's pretty rare for him to be knocked out of a game as early as he was sadly knocking down his, his uh, per game scoring about 0.7 mm. points per game. Kane was very, very frustrating for me, obviously, but, um, but long story short, I don't really have a problem with it. And obviously now the big question is just, you know, now that he actually is legitimately injured, what does that look like in terms of his coming back and the risk of coming back early versus late? That said, the big silver lining of all this is, you know, we always talk about you know, trying to get Giannis rest for his knee and slash knees um, and manage that, just given that he's, you know, has has always had kind of over the last five years or so 
occasional issues with with soreness. I mean, it's not the reason we wanted to him to have a couple of weeks to rest his knees, but uh, if he gets a couple of weeks off to to recharge those knees, I mean, the last time he did that, he came back and started doing what he's been doing over the past month, right? Like that really hot stretch of play came after some struggles. He gets a couple of weeks off to rest up and then comes out shot like a cannon. So, um, so that might be, you know, a, a silver lining to all this is just him getting a little chance to, to recuperate and um, kind of heal his body a little bit, even, even beyond the wrist. Now that is the type of silver lining we're looking for on this podcast tonight. <laughs> get, get Giannis some rest because, you know, th- that's just, theorize let's say he misses six or seven games and this is all you know whatever hypothetical but if he misses six or seven games that is the fewest amount of games he would have played in any season certainly a full season i know there was some stuff there with the shortened season but if he does go in uh, with a little bit of uh, fresher legs maybe you take that uh, as a bonus it does hurt the mvp stuff and i know there'll be some frustration there from fans but overall fingers crossed uh, he is back very soon now just quickly on the stats you're the honest stats man we know that uh, the problem with the All-Star game, only two points. I believe he was the all-time leading points per game scorer in the All-Star game. Now, I will say, I don't think that's a record that's going to stand with the way that players are scoring in the All-Star game. So maybe it doesn't actually matter at all, but I certainly hurt the per-game averages as far as uh, the All-Star game goes for Giannis. But he got his two points, not a dunk, I would say, just a little uh, drop-in. Uh, so I'm kind of that as a dunk. You know, it was more just yeah. that he, he didn't really grab the rim. Got to be mindful of that risk, but... Uh, yes. I'll count it as a dunk, Kane. I'm, I'm in my dunk tracker. I'm counting that as a dunk. All right. I like it. All right. Let's get to the roster stuff and Myers Leonard. And I've got another tweet I want to show to you and get a response from you. I haven't shown you it yet. Let's get to the roster stuff next. So we've been talking about all this Yana stuff and the injury. And we were already talking about the idea of the Bucks potentially adding another big man because Bobby Portis has been out for a little period of time now. When is he going to come back? Now, Myers Leonard was not on my radar. And in all honesty, he had been mentioned a couple of times that the Bucks had, whatever, had some interest, some loose interest. But it certainly was not at the forefront of my mind for a couple of reasons. He, he hasn't played basketball for two years. And then, of course, the reason originally why he was out because he was playing the video game and uh, had the the slur, the anti-Semitic slur that, let's let's face it, was was not not good stuff. And he hasn't been back since. He's had some nerve damage and some injuries since. So this was more than anything a, a very surprising signing to me. That that's the guy you go for that hasn't been back for two years. Last time you were seen or heard from, it was uh, not good stuff in the news. And now uh, you're bringing him back. Now it's only a ten day contract, but I have to say my. My reaction to this, uh, I was pretty surprised this was the path that they, they wanted to go down. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about, you know, potential buyout candidates, uh, but obviously we've been focusing on players that were in the league, players that were getting right. bought out, uh, and and guys of that ilk, uh, and number of guys that we would have had on, on our potential lists, you know, have either been signed or uh, seemed like maybe they aren't going to get waved at all right like Dario Saric is a guy you know I think we were talking about in the chat but he's now playing for the Thunder maybe he's just not going to get bought out right basically for for those curious uh, players need to be bought out by the end of February in order to be eligible to uh, sign with another team thereafter and be eligible to play in the playoffs so if you get waived um, by another team on you know March 2nd and then sign with the Bucks then you wouldn't be playoff eligible. So you'll see, 
everybody that that matters that actually has an opportunity to to be an impact quote unquote impact buyout guy will be waived before the end of this month um but again that that some of that stuff may kind of linger for a little bit so uh you know would well yeah as you said would myers leonard have been you know on my list of guys to to sign uh no for the reasons you mentioned right last time we saw him it was like well screw that guy you know (laughs) like when the news comes out about uh the the slur on on the live stream and it's just like well i don't want to I mean, as, as a fan of a team, like, why would you want your team to add that guy? Right. Because a, you know, we can say that, you know, from the perspective, like we want to root for people that we like and do things that we like, well, why would you want that guy on your team? Especially given B he's not very good. (laughs) So, So it's like, you know, uh, there's the, the Kyrie Irving corollary, which is that people will look past a whole lot of stuff. If you're really good at basketball, um, and uh, again, I, I, I will never judge fans for, you know, deciding what you do and don't like about players or what kind of players you'll potentially look past, uh, off court stuff for versus what kind of players you won't. Um, but I think we'd be naive to say that how good you are at basketball does not figure into that whole calculus for people. So, you know, I think for people that are just like, well, screw this guy, you know, given what he said, like, I don't want this guy on my team. Hey, fair enough, right? As fans, like you can, you can absolutely yeah. choose who you want to be on your team, right? We've tied this discussion around, um, you know, Derek Rose. We we didn't realize this was going to be a situation with Bryn Forbes, who we were talking about as a potential buyout candidate, and then a couple of days later gets arrested for, um, you know, assaulting his girlfriend, which is like, you know, I mean, for the record, I'll say that that to me is way worse than, you know, Myers Leonard seemingly like, I mean, again, he claimed he didn't really know the origin of what he was saying. Again, I'm not interested in giving Myers Leonard a lie detector test, but he seems like, you know, kind of like a frat bro kind of guy who probably does not know the, you know, the etymology of, uh, of, of ethnic slurs and things like that. So who knows, but uh, I'm, I'm, going to assume especially based on what he's done in terms of actually putting in time with jewish groups jewish leaders uh you know he's obviously tried to i'd say right the the wrong that that he um that he committed with with what he said um and you know again whether whether you as a fan quote unquote forgive him uh your mileage may vary right um but to me i don't know i didn't really have a strong reaction to this just because I think a, it, it seems like he has made attempts to actually, um, you know, get forgiveness from the community that would, would have been particularly offended by this. Uh, and honestly, you know, it's been two years. He's obviously, I mean, he hasn't been employed since then. And probably most importantly, though, out of all this, I mean, it's a 10 day contract. Like, does he play 10 minutes in the next 10 days and then actually just get released before he ever really even is functionally even really much of a part of this basketball team. I think there's a very real chance that that happens. You know, I think of buyout guys, we always just sort of assume they're getting signed to rest of year contracts, but that's not what he's even been signed to. It's, it's obviously very much a, you know, prove it type of, of situation. So he's going to have to come in and, 
you know, prove that that he deserves uh, another 10 day before then the Bucks might have to actually sign him to a rest of your contract. And the other piece to this as well, in terms of well, why are the Bucks doing this? You know, obviously Giannis being out um, potentially for some period, uh, Bobby Portis seems to be very close to returning, but, you know, is he going to be back for next Friday when the Bucks play their first games at the All-Star break? Not clear yet, right? We don't have, I think, a a clear sense of that. So yes, the Bucks do have some some roster thinness. Uh, there aren't a ton of good options on the buyout market as of yet. You know, we may see guys like uh, Nerlens Noel, who you know I would take a longer look at than someone like Myers Leonard, just given that he's been actually like a a very good NBA player or good NBA defensive player, defensive player should qualify that um, who's actually played real minutes in the last couple of years for, for a team, maybe not this year on Detroit. Uh, but he actually, you know, was a pretty regular rotation guy for the Knicks and was actually, you know, had a role there. Um, so we'll see, you know, if, if that, if that type of player becomes available before the end of February, you can obviously just say, all right, thanks Myers. Peace out uh, and sign, you know, a Noel type or, or someone else that might become available. So, uh, so yeah, it's a ten day. Is is he actually even going to play? I, I have no idea. You know, I think uh, there have been some examples. Obviously, Boogie Cousins um, played a lot coming in uh, a year ago. A uh, bit of different circumstances though, given that he was a pure center. Brook Lopez, the only real pure center on the Bucks roster, was out for an extended period at that point. Um, you know, knock on wood. God willing, Brooke Lopez is going to be healthy the rest of the year uh, and uh, had a nice little break here. Hopefully he didn't jam his back up going on any Disney rides uh, over over the All-Star break. Um, so especially if Bobby Portis is back, you really don't need to play Myers Leonard at all. And even if Bobby Portis is, is, uh, is not back, um, you know, will we see Jay Crowder hopefully this coming weekend? Uh, that was kind of the goal. And so the timing actually works out pretty well in terms of, again, not a center, but at least someone that will be able to kind of help patch over Giannis's presumed absence at the power forward spot. So, um, so yeah, I, again, I, I guess we'll probably see a little bit of Myers Leonard at some point over the next, you know, call it 10 days from, from when the season restarts. But, um, you know, I think the other piece too is the Bucks are at 13 roster spots in theory, you're not supposed to be below 14 for any extended period. So again, suppose, you know, and again, not that there's like some um, ironclad, you know, uh, thing that you're going to lose draft picks or something if you don't sign a guy this week. But uh, I think there was obviously the league uh, required the Bucks to get up to 14 guys on the roster. And, you know, to me, part of this is probably just them saying, all right, I guess we'll, add this 10 day contract so that we're not really committing to who we want that 14th guy to be. Uh, but we'll, we'll again, kind of comply with the league requirement and then kind of sort things out depending on what happens thereafter. So, uh, so I'm not going to call it like a nothing burger, but um, you know, he's, he's obviously a guy. I mean, we haven't really talked about what kind of player he is. I mean, he, he basically became like a three point shooter during his time in Portland and, and brief time with the heat. Obviously, he's a big body, but, you know, not, has not been a guy, when you look at the numbers, I would say he's not been a guy who has proven to uh, impact winning in a particularly positive way. Uh, but, yes, he's a big body. He shoots threes, career 39% three-point shooter. Um, so he profiles, at least in that regard, 
as a, as a guy that, that matches what the Bucks would be interested in. And apparently the Bucks have been sort of keeping tabs on him for a while now. So it's not completely out of the blue either. Yeah, that's right. And you'd like to think that they've obviously done their due diligence on what he has been doing over the last year or so, at least anyway. But I, I'm the same as you. I'm I'm going to people react however they want to. I'll listen to the people, especially that were impacted by at least in terms of the community of, of where the slur was directed to. So it's not someone that I was thrilled. I wasn't thrilled about it. I, I thought this is this is not exactly the path I would go for off-court and on-court reasons. So not an exciting signing. If he's gone in, in 10 days, I'd, I'd feel pretty fine about that. So we'll see what happens with Myers Leonard. That All right, check out the Locked On Game to Game podcast, wherever you get your podcasts on your Locked On NBA feed. Get recaps from all the action across the NBA, obviously, uh, when it gets going again. So check out the Locked On Game to Game podcast on your Locked On NBA feed. You'll hear my voice a little bit on that show as if you don't hear it enough. Now, we thank you again for subscribing. Drop your comments, whether it's on Twitter, on the YouTube feed from today's show. Plenty of relief. Get your Giannis relief out in the YouTube comments. We appreciate it. It helps us subscribe, turn notifications on. A couple more days until the Bucks are back on the court. So uh, stick with us. We'll have some shows right throughout the week leading into the Miami game on Friday night. Jeez, they had to give us a game on the weekend as well. Who knows? We might be podcasting. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow.